We're on chapter 13 of Power Words by Joyce Meyer. Uh, the title of it is Talk Like a Prisoner of Hope. Everyone encounters some kind of storm in life and some, at some point. Throughout the Bible, men and women face the same types of difficulties you and I face today. The culture they lived in was very different from modern-day society, so some of the details were different. But emotional impact of their challenges was as intense for them as it is for us. In this chapter, I want to want us to look at three specific storms people faced in Bible times, one in the Old Testament and two in the New Testament, and learn from them how we need to speak during hard times. Let us look first at the story of the dry bones in Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 4. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out of out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. And he caused me to pass around about among them. And behold, there were very many human bones in, op in the open valley or plain. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, you dry bones, hear the words of the Lord. You may feel as if your life is no more than dead, dry bones. Maybe your circumstances are so dead you feel they're decaying. Hope, your hope, may seem lost, but God has a way out. If you continue reading Ezekiel chapter 37, you will see that the prophet follows God's instructions and sees God's, God totally revive what was dead and bring breath and spirit back into a pile of dry bones. Verses 5 through 10. The same thing can happen to you and me, but not unless we learn to speak God's word. The key to the dry bones that came to life was that Ezekiel spoke to them and as God led him. Verses 7 and 10. If we want to see God's power through our words, we can no longer speak idle words or allow our mouths to say whatever they want to, to when we are under pressure. We must speak what God says to speak. In the Gospel of John, Jesus, good friend of Lazarus, became ill, and his sisters asked Jesus to come to him. Now a certain man named Lazarus was ill. He was of... Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. This 
Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was now sick. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love so well is sick. John 11, verses 1 through 3. John 11 records the whole story of Lazarus' illness and eventually death. And by the time Jesus arrived on the scene, Lazarus had been dead for four days. Going out to meet Jesus, the dead man's sister Martha said to him, Master, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. John chapter 11, verse 21. Later, her sister Mary said exactly the same thing to him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. John chapter 11, verse 32. I can sympathize with the sisters, and you probably can too. We all feel at times that Jesus could have helped us if he had only been with us in a certain situation. We feel that he had only shown up, if he had only shown up sooner, things would not have been so bad. For example, I am sure the disciples felt their circumstances would have been better had Jesus not been sleeping in the bottom of the boat when the storm seemed to threaten their lives. See Mark chapter 4 verses 37 and 38. In John 11 verses 23 through 25, we can see how Jesus responded to Mary's and Martha's words of hopelessness and despair. Jesus said to her, Your brother shall rise again. Martha replied, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I, myself, the resurrection and the life, whoever believes in me, although he may die, yet he shall live. <clears throat> You may know the rest of the story. Jesus called Lazarus, a man who had been dead for four days, to come forth from the tomb, and he did so, totally restored. If Jesus can raise a dead man, surely he can raise a dead circumstance. We can see from Ezekiel's experience with the bones and from the story of Lazarus that no matter how bad things seem, God will make a way. But remember, there are spiritual laws we must respect in order to see the miracle-working power of God. A great illustration of one of those laws is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5, chap chapter 5, verses 25 through 27 and there was a woman who had had a flow of blood for twelve years, and who had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians. And he spent all that she had, and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but instead grew worse. She had heard the reports concerning Jesus, and she came up behind him in the, th in the throng, and touched his garment. 
The woman with the issue of blood had been having the same problem for 12 years. She had suffered greatly, and no one had been able to help her. Surely, thoughts of hopelessness had consumed this woman. Whenever she thought about going to Jesus, she must have heard, What's the use? By the, But she pressed on and passed the crowd that was so thick around Jesus on all sides that it must have been suffocating. She touched the hem of his garment, and the healing power flowed into her, and she was made well, paraphrased, from Mark 5, uh, verses 29 through 34. We don't want to miss the ass. This aspect of her story from Mark 5, verse 28, for she kept saying, If I only touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. Did you see the important part of her comment? She kept saying, and she kept saying, and she did not stop, and she kept saying. No matter how she felt, and no matter how much others tried to discourage her, even though the problem was 12 years old, the crowd looked impossible to get through. This woman got her miracle. Jesus told her that her faith had made her whole. How was her faith released? Through her words? In order for faith to work, it has to be activated and one way to activate it is through our words. Whenever we face problems and whenever, even if it has been a problem for a long time, activate your faith with your words. Say that God says and keeps and keep it saying it. We have considered three storms. Dry bones that came to life, a dead man brought back to life, and a long-term incurable disease totally cured. All three of these storms were impossible for human beings to calm or correct, but with God all things are possible. Years ago, Dave and I went through a certain storm, and the Holy Spirit led me to the, a scripture I had not seen before. It was as though he had hidden it like a treasure, just waiting to reveal it at a time when I would really need it. It is Zechariah 9, verse 12. Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. You prisoners of hope, you prisoners of hope even today do I declare that I will restore Double your former prosperity to you. As prisoners of hope, we must be filled with hope. We must think hope. We must talk hope. He is, hope is the foundation on which faith stands. I will repeat that. Hope is the foundation on which faith stands. Some people try to have faith after having lost all hope, and that doesn't work. 
Refuse to stop hoping no matter refuse to stop hoping no matter how dry the bones may seem, how dead the situation may appear, and how long the problem has been around. God is still God, and Zechariah nine verse twelve teaches us that if we will remain positive and be prisoners of hope, God will work miracles on our behalf.